So today, we are going to continue my um, series on conversation, or I think now we've actually overcome the stigma of the word prayer. prayer. Is it okay if I slip into using the P word occasionally? Right? Prayer, whatever I say, is about a conversation, talking to God. And forget all of the stuffiness or the religious stuff about prayer. It's an informal conversation with God, right? Which is where we learn to relate to him, which is where he passes information to us, where he inspires us. Conversation, prayer, is great. Right? Let's just change our thinking, because it's God wanting to communicate to us. And you'll be pleased to know my sermon this week is going to be really short because we are going to pray. We have some prayer focuses once a month or six weeks or so, and this is one of them, so I'm going to be short. Ha! I want to talk today about come. See, God really does say, come to me, come and talk to me, come hang out with me. And this invitation isn't just for those who have it all together and who are amazingly holy. It's not just for those people. So the first thing we'll talk about, come, is... Oh, really? Thank you. Come when you don't feel qualified. This is what Jesus said in Matthew 11, verse 29. Come to me, all you who are holy, perfect, serving God 24 hours a day. No. He said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you a slap round here. No, I will give you rest. Now, if you're feeling disqualified because you're worn out, stressed out, burnt out, feeling down, feeling just pretty rubbish, then think again, because feeling like that does not disqualify you coming to God to talk to God. He wants a conversation with us exactly when we feel like this. Especially when we feel like this. Why? To tell us off? No, no. To tell you to pull yourself together? No, no. No. To remind us of his unconditional love, his awesome power, and the truth about us and our situation and to breathe hope and life into us. So whenever you feel that you are not qualified to go into God's presence and start a conversation with him, inform your brain. That's the exact place where you should be because that's a source of life and hope and truth. That's where we should go. The second thing about come... Oh, Sam, I might need you. Having said that, there you go. Is that you or me? Do you know what? I'm, I'm just going to go, Sam, and that's the stupid thing, redundant. I've got a Sam now, so... Yeah. Right, come when you feel guilty. And you say, but yeah, talking to God, but what about the times when I've really, really messed up big time and let God down? I feel so bad and so guilty for the wrong things I've done. Surely then he doesn't want to have a conversation with me. He can pick on someone better who's not displeased him, who's not keeps letting him down like I do. Well, last time I spoke, I think, I talked to you about 1 John 1 9. And it says, if we confess, whoop, we'll just stop right there. If we confess, that means you have to acknowledge 
and say that you are wrong, right? If we confess, so we're using a mouth, we're conversing again. If we confess our sins to him, which means tell God all that we've done wrong and how we're feeling about it, i.e. hold a conversation. If we confess our sins to him, he is faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from every wrong. Every wrong. If Satan should ever, especially you new Christians, if Satan should ever tell you, well, actually, that sin is the unforgivable sin. God could never forgive that. Satan is just speaking his native language according to Scripture, and he's a downright liar. Because there's nothing that God can forgive. Can't forgive. There's nothing that God can't forgive. Hateable negatives. God can forgive everything. Nothing is beyond his scope of forgiveness. So don't let that put you off, speaking to him. He invites us to talk about our failures so that we can receive forgiveness. Feeling guilty is never, ever, ever a legitimate excuse for avoiding having a conversation with God. Oh, but if I have a conversation with God, he'll tell me what I've done wrong. Are you thick? He knows what you've done wrong already. You're not going to inform him. He kind of say, yeah, but God, I'm sorry about this. Oh, God said, I didn't notice that one. He's never going to say that. He knows everything. You can't pull the wool over his eyes. So all he's doing, he's waiting for you to come to him, knowing that you're feeling rubbish and guilty, so that you can talk about the stuff, so that you can own it as a mistake, so you can confess that it was wrong and ask his forgiveness and go out of his presence clean, free. How awesome is that? And yet, how often do we stop going to talk to him and going into his presence when we know we've done stuff wrong? What is wrong with us? What more does Jesus have to do in order for us to know that when we confess our sin, because of the death on the cross of Jesus and his resurrection, we can be forgiven from our sin, and not just forgiven, but cleansed from all unrighteousness. So you go in completely messed up, you come out clean, completely clean. Some of you need to get excited about that. Clean, I'm talking clean, clean conscience, clean lives. That is awesome. So have the awkward conversation with God. You'll be surprised at the welcome you receive. And if you don't believe me, read the parable of the prodigal son, who really messed up big time for his father. And he'd planned a massive speech on his return when he'd come to his senses finally. He got it all sorted out, what he was going to say, how he was going to say. I think he got kind of like one and a half sentences out of his mouth and his father had thrown his arms around his neck, given him a kiss and said, Welcome home, son. It's exactly what God's going to do for you unless you're a woman. And then he would say, Welcome home, daughter. He is not going to slap you and punish you and he's going to make you feel worse. He's going to welcome you. Do you know what? He's already paid for the forgiveness. Why do you think he's going to be skimpy with it and tell you of the cost every time? He just wants to make the effectiveness of Jesus' forgiveness on the cross that he's won for us more effective and and change our lives, doesn't he? Uh -uh. (laughs) Sam, please rescue me. Right, we need to come with confidence. Ephesians 3 verse 12 says, In him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. That was the New International Version. This is the NLT. Yes. Because of Christ and our faith in him, we can now come fearlessly into God's presence, assured of his glad 
welcome. And Hebrews 10 verse 22 says, let us go right into the presence of God with true hearts, fully trusting him. Don't be shy to go and have a conversation with God, to enter his presence. Don't be shy. Be bold. Know you're expected, accepted, and welcome because of Jesus. Now, I had a surprise yesterday, a very pleasant surprise. I had been out, Dave and I had been out doing stuff in the morning, and we were planning to come home for lunch because we had people coming for lunch. And as I dropped him off in Wellington, and as I drove in, into the drive, uh, we didn't go by public transport because we were picking up a table to take to a cap client, okay? So just before you start casting stones at me, right? So I pulled into the drive, and I just reversing, and I was just getting my stuff out of the car, and then a blue car arrived, my old car, which is now my daughter's new car. And it reversed into the drive, and I'm thinking, oh, that's nice. Rachel's here, and then it was even better because I peered in the back, and Marla was there, like, yes, and she was asleep. So I put the dog out the back because he wakes her up, and Rachel came in with Marla, and she went into the lounge and put Marla, who's still fast asleep, shut the door. That's hopefully going to sleep for a bit longer. I'm just going to get the stuff from the car, Mum. And I'm like, it's just not in my diary. Have I got childcare this afternoon? Uh, what have I missed? So I said, um, was I supposed to be expecting you? And to my relief, she said, no. I said, oh, that's good then. So off she went to get a car. And, and then she said, well, I'm here because um, I'm between um, a visit from somebody now and a visit from somebody in Croydon. And the easiest thing to do was to come to your house, raid your fridge, eat your food. I've got food for Marla. Feed Marla and then I'll go. <laughs> was I cross? Was I like... Flipping it, I'm taking liberties or whatever. <laughs> Rubbish. No, I wasn't. And, and I said to her, now, the, the, the thing was that I was really confused was, in all of my rush to get out in the morning, I'd left my mobile phone at home. So my phone was telling anyone who is friends with me, which is my, not friends with me, no, what would you call it, fine friends that I've allowed to know where I am, my son, my daughter, and my husband, if Rachel had looked where mum was to see if she was home so she could pop in for lunch, it would have told her I was at home and I wasn't at home. It was lying. The phone was lying because I'd left it behind. And so I kind of thought, okay, well, she, she's here. It's, it's fine. And I said to her, um, I've only just got back, as you've noticed. My phone was here. So did you look on, find a friend as to whether I was home or not to come? She said, no, I've got a set of keys. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I could have come home and there she was in my house. It doesn't, it doesn't matter because she's family. We gave her the keys. She's related. She knows she can come with confidence and raid my fridge. If she'd eaten what well, I was going to feed my visitors for lunch, that might have been a bit of trouble, but it was. But that's okay. She can come with confidence and boldness. She can pop in because she knows she can. She doesn't have to apologize. She doesn't have to ring and ask. She just arrives and if I'm not there she'll let herself in God has the same attitude with us be bold be confident here's the keys to the kingdom come on here's the name of Jesus to forgive you all your sins here's the name of Jesus to ask sort of stuff here's Jesus saying if you're weary come and shove all your burdens onto me I'll have it be bold be confident don't kind of like creep in the back door and say it's me again, God. <laughs> yeah, I know. No, be bold. This is what Jesus has bought for us. Finally, thank you, Sam. 
did you hear that? He just woke up then. Did you hear that? <laughs> Come to receive. Hebrews 4 verse 16 says, Let us then approach God's throne of grace with confidence, confidence again, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. The Message Bible <laughs> puts it like this. So let's walk right up to him and get what he is so ready to give. Take the mercy, accept the help. That is awesome. Come into God's presence to have a conversation to receive from him. Now, sometimes we focus uh, our fixed ideas about what we need to receive. You know, I know I need this, I need this, I need the other. But God knows what's best for us. And often it's not the things that we are on our, on our list. It's qualities and it's power and it's insight and it's a little bit larger than the specifics we're asking for. And there are two important things to know as I close. To know about God's invitation. It's cutting out again. The trouble is that's what goes on the podcast, I think. So, Do you want me to use one of those? Are we okay? It's stopped now. Okay, it's fine. So finally, as I close, there are two important things to know about God's invitation to come and talk with him. Firstly, we are invited into God's presence and into his company. So hang out with him. Have coffee with Have coffee with God. Go out for a walk with God. You're having a conversation. You don't have to do it sitting on the end of your bed. You can go to a coffee shop and, and talk to God. You might get arrested or the people that work. The clue is, put your earphone in and a phone here, which isn't on, and they think you're talking to someone on the phone. But you're talking to God. doesn't really matter. But anyway, go for a walk. Spend some time with him. Hang out in your favourite places. If you if you're, uh, love hanging out with, in, with, with nature and stuff and walking around by the sea, if you get an opportunity, go and hang out and find his presence. And in his presence, when you start talking to him, you will see things differently. Priorities suddenly start to be reordered. Problems don't seem so big anymore when you're talking to him, when you're in his presence. Hope is restored. Confidence is boosted. Sure, go and ask God for things, but also be aware and encourage that absorption of just him, his qualities, his peace, his love, his confidence, and absorb what he thinks about you. And I must say, that way of talking to God and being in his presence is not the same as writing a list and dropping it off. Right? I've got all these things, God. So you're, I'm going I'm to kind of talk to God. <clears throat> okay, God, I'm here. Now, these are the things that I'd like to talk to you about. I need to sort that. I need, that. I need money for that. I need that. And uh, thank you very much. Okay, I'll, um, I'll speak to you later. That's just dropping off a list. That's not a conversation. That's not spending time hanging out. That's literally dropping a list off and running. Don't do that. Do you know what's worse than that? Okay, are we back on? Okay. Do you know what's worse than dropping a list off? Asking your friends to drop the list off. You've got a problem, right? So you'll ask your mate to pray about it. You might ask your life group to pray about it. You might even put it on a blue prayer card because, whoa, God answers all of those things. 
but you don't pray about it yourself. Oh, that's very poor. That's like, no, it's not even appearing before God and dropping the list off. It's somebody else dropping your list off. That's just rude, church, isn't it? I'm sure none of you do that. If you're asking God for something, then by all means, ask people to pray. I'm not saying do that. I don't do that. Ask the church to pray, but for goodness sake, you know, if someone comes to me and asks my advice, should I do this or should I do that? The first thing I'll say to them is, what did God say when you asked him? Well, I haven't asked him. Well, go and ask him then. <laughs> then we'll start from there. Uh, you need to talk to God. Okay, and the second thing is, not, oh, sorry, sorry, it's no good knowing that you're invited to come and be with God and talk to him and be in his presence if you don't do it. Knowing it is not good enough unless you do it. Truth is only valuable when you live it. So I remind us today that God invites you personally to come. Come when you don't feel qualified. Come when you have let him down and feel guilty. But come with confidence and come to receive from him what he wants to give to you. The next time I speak to you, I'm going to be looking at what kind of things we can ask for when we're in our conversation with God. But in the meantime, let's take up his invitation to come and talk to him.